This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. You know how sometimes you're watching your favorite vid feed and realize you have no idea why the characters are suddenly wearing coonskin hats and go-go boots? It's because it's a flashback and you weren't paying attention and you missed the bit where they told you 25 years ago. This is that bit. So if you're, I don't know, shellacking or hoovering or something, stop for a minute and listen up. Six months ago. Pack it in, Jesse. You'll never get to be captain. They never make someone with a nose like yours, Captain. Ha! That's where you're wrong. I made the list. Look, I got the letter today. Candidates for Captain. See? Right there. Jesse James. Let me see that. Oh. Oh, dear. Oh, that's wonderful. How absolutely smashing. You're happy for me? What's actually happening right now? Look closer, dear daft sister. This is the candidates for captives list for their hostage for hire service. <laughs> what? You're making that up. Give me that letter. Apparently, your stunning ability to die so a more valuable person doesn't have to has caught someone's attention. Congratulations! <laughs> Crap. <laughs> Paying attention? Hey, ready? Three days before the launch of the Oz ships from Earth. Happy ah! birthday, sister dear. My God, would you stop crawling in my window? I have a bloody front door, you know. I know, but I assume from your recent weight gain that being surprised by my popping in your window in the middle of the night is the only cardiovascular exercise you're getting these days. I come bearing gifts. If it's another box of chocolates based on an old Monty Python sketch, I'll pass. Thanks very much. I still get nosebleeds, you know. I think you'll actually like this one. May I come in? Considering I'm on the eighth floor without a fire escape, I suppose you better. grasping on to the outlandish idea that someone, someday, will be foolish enough to put you in charge of a ship. With a childhood full of this, is it any wonder I grew up with such a robust sense of self-worth and confidence? Yes, Glinda, I am still grasping at that particular straw. Why? I may be in a position to help you. And, as a bonus, get you off Earth and out of my life. Are you familiar with Gated Galaxy's Oz 8000 program. All right. I know you're not fond of me, but are you actually trying to get me aboard one of those floating death traps? The Oz 8000 is about as flight ready as a... Uh... Still working on your similes, I see. Zebra. Zebra. It doesn't help that there's only about 11 species left to choose from. I'm not getting aboard an Oz for love nor money, no matter how desperate I am to fly, thank you. Well, first... 
The old ships have been quite elegantly retrofitted for the long haul. I saw the plans myself. They're perfectly space-worthy now. Second, I have it on good authority that the current captain of the 6748 is about to have a freak and fatal accident. About to? Oh, I misspoke. Had. Recently. I've not heard anything of this. How recently? Tomorrow. What? Sorry, yesterday. Yesterday. Uh, he will have been beaten by an extremely toxic and ill-tempered spider. Or possibly fall down some stairs. Fell. No, not sure yet. What? Look, do you want the job or not? Just because the current captain died doesn't mean they'll make me a captain. That's not how it works. How it works is entirely up to me. Have you not learned that by now? Captain Jesse James. How does that sound? It'd sound a lot better if you'd stop rolling your eyes when you say it. I'm trying. Well? Nobody gets hurt. It's all totally fair and legal. <laughs> oh, oh, you're serious? Yes, yes, of course. Apart from the poor captain accidentally stabbing himself with a shampoo bottle. What? I'm not sure yet, but apart from him, no one gets got hurt and it's totally fair and legal <coughs> well in that case captain jesse james all right make it so and so in the last remaining hours before launch of the 400 oz 8000 ships on that fateful tuesday in 2142 the official captain of the 6748 suddenly and mysteriously choked to death while tying his tie. Oddly, but fortunately, he was donning his uniform directly under the booster rockets on the launch pad, so his sudden, accidental end required no cleanup and no investigation. Jessie, her tie properly sized for her neck, stepped into the Oz 6748 Crew 1 captain's pod and, she thought, into the future she'd dreamed of. Well, there she goes. You're gonna miss her. Don't be talking bollocks. I lose 50 quid if she makes it out of Earth's atmosphere. You bet against your own sister. She couldn't qualify to captain a ship that's intended to blow up in deep space. Smart Money says she'll slam into the moon. Or another ship and save G2 the trouble of activating Popka. But on the off chance she doesn't. Give it a day or two, then call. Tell her I'm dead. Tell her it has something to do with her stealing the 6748, and it's all her fault. <laughs> She'll go mental. <laughs> She's gonna be dead in a few days. What's the point of freaking her out? I'm her older sister. Freaking her out is what older siblings do. I'm just exceptionally good at it. Back aboard present-day Oz-9, things are astonishingly calm. For now, Emily and the other head are taking care of Cal's countdown. The ship is still racing ahead, destination unknown, but at least not on a collision course with anything in particular, and both assassins are unarmed and uninterested in killing anyone. It's unfortunate that Colin's unconscious, as he'd really appreciate this island of peace in the usual swirling chaos of life aboard the Oz-9. Ha ha ha!
I knew it. I knew as soon as the word peace came out of my mouth. <laughs> what did you do that for? Stopped him shouting, didn't it? Well, yeah, but now we don't know why he was shouting. Does it matter? It might. You'll come around in a minute. It's your move, dearest. Do you know, you even ripple picking up a checker piece. Do it again. I won. Where? I can't see anything. Here, diagonally. Mm -hmm. <laughs> there, you see. Told you you'd come round. What's got your mustaches in a twist then? It is monstrous. Horrible. Do not ask me questions. It is not to be spoken of. All right then. One more game. He's really scared. What scares a trained killer? What happened? All right. I will tell you. Thought you might. Go on then. I was looking for the little doggy. Are you certain? It is not in your record somewhere, man ordinatrice. I told you there's no record of that dog anywhere on this ship. That's entirely untrue, of course. She knows exactly where the dog is. It's in one of a small handful of pods that are pretty much guaranteed to survive. Fine! I will continue to search for it on my own. So what did you see? I am getting there. I happened to walk past the memory storage, only to glimpse the albatross watching some of her memories. What? Her memories? She doesn't have... Ah, Leet, get to memory storage right now and unplug her. Go! I have to find Madeline. How did I not know she was in there? Damn Leet and all his lovely ripply bits. Hang on, most of my senses are offline. Madeline? I didn't even get to the scary part yet. She was watching a memory of when she assassined the ice cream man. This fellow parked his ice cream truck outside her window and played a bicycle built for two for over an hour. His expiration. It was brutal. She is not human! You don't know the half of it, mate. And hopefully neither does she. Captain Madeline, to the bridge, please. And Leggett, it's an emergency. Go distract her. Get her off that machine. You just said Lee to do that. Why do I have to go? You've met Lee. Do you really expect him to find memory storage on his first try? Oh, fair point. Uh, but I don't want to talk to her. She is very scary. You're an assassin. Well, this is true. However, I have never managed to read someone's insides on the outsides. Do you want an up-close and very, very personal look at what she can do? <laughs> Shut it! So it behooves you not to let her remember too much of her past activities. Get a shift on. Seriously, Madeline, not kidding here. What are you still doing here? I'm here again? I even wrote myself directions from the bridge to memory storage. Out of the bridge, take a left at the first corridor, turn right. Then right at the first door, then right at the first turn, then one more right, and it's on your left. Uh, you must have made a mistake. Um, let us try it. So, left here, no? Uh, I, I guess, but your left or mine? Well, they are your directions. Uh, I suppose it means your left. That makes sense. You're rock running. Hang on, hang on. No, 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 I am an assassin. I cannot run to this sounding. Ha ha, nefarious running. 
whatever. Come on. Meanwhile, in the bunk marked colon. Uh, where am I? What happened? Well, welcome back, my boy. Have you had the good sleeping? It's still so strange to hear you speaking with a German accent. Well, next time you choose to be this chimney sweep again, you can borrow my concealer. Such an accent you are having. Oh, it's so painful. I'm ready to stuff you back up the chimney sometimes. Yes, all right, all right. I still think someone's trying to kill me. Yeah, well, a great many people are trying to kill you. You soldier on, good fellow. What? What do you mean? The entire crew of Gated Galaxies for the starters. Well, perhaps minus that lovely Donna lady, but then she's a temp. What do they know? Oh, well, yes. I suppose G2, but they're trying to kill everyone. I meant me specifically. Why are you in my bunk? Actually, why am I in my bunk? You had this swooning on the bridge, do you remember? Vaguely. I remember... My God. I remember flying the ship. But it wasn't me. I mean, not me, me. I can't fly a ship. To be honest, I can't actually drive a car. That's what poor people with hats do at the front of limousines. What's happened to me? Yes, well, that might be a tiny bit my fault, you see. Oh, God. So, back on Earth, I was doing many experiments in the secret innovations lab at G2HQ. Go on. Well, I could not leave my experiments behind for fear they would fall into the hands of some very nasty peoples. I packed them all up nice and safe and brought them on board the Nine with me. What did you do to me? I'm not entirely sure, you see. I was developing a set of super peoples with some very powerful skills. Some had great eyesight to make use of visual spectrums the human eye cannot. Some could smell a mosquito with the poor digestion on a windy day. Some are very strong with the lifting and the bending of big things, you understand. How did they get these skills? Injections? Oh, so many different ways. Sucking on the boiled sweets, listening to a particular piece of music, smelling a lovely little scent I developed, eating an olive. I like to tinker. But that's what the albatross gave me. An olive? I ate your olive! It's uh, olive-ish. I ate something olive-ish that gives people superpowers? My god, what's going to happen to me? Yeah, that is my question as well, actually. The olives that you ate was, uh, it was one of a kind. The other experiments had just one power, perhaps two small ones, but uh, <laughs> this one is different. I put all the things in this one. All the things? Yeah, it was Friday, I was feeling playful. I am going to die. Ugh, you are so negative. What sort of childhood did you have to make you like this? But yes, probably. What? Well, I was not intending for a human to eat this one. Then why did you make it? I had to get all the technologies I had developed out of the lab. It was not long before the launch and I did not wish to leave anything behind. So I smuggled it all out in my launch, you see. I was so clever. It was a sunny day. I said I would like to eat in the park and to go to our funny little French friend. Poof, poof. And I and all my ideas are gone. How long do I have? Oh, dear. This is such a silly question aboard the Oz-9, no? If we all make it to our next breath, then we are so lucky. I am very fond of our captain, but I think on her she would probably get the scissors with the rounded ends, you know? Can you tell me anything? I can hear Leet breathing, and I don't think he's anywhere nearby. I can smell the Bichon Frise's cinnamon socks. I can tell that you used to smoke vanilla-flavored cigars, but gave them up. What? Five? 
six years ago? It's maddening. When will it stop? Here. I am giving you this notebook, which will contain all the informations. Oh, thank God. Once you write them down. Just uh, fill it in as you go, all right? I didn't expect to have a human subject so quickly. <laughs> I'm a little giddy. What's that smell? This is perhaps me, Zozari. I had uh, one of the sandwiches today. No, not that. Though the smoked blueberry and sea urchin ones are doing you no favors. No, this is quite distant. I smell... <laughs> Sausages? Oh, uh, this is a problem. Uh, let's go, my boy, before all our sausages are cooked. For such a large ship, things are getting a bit crowded in one small section. The albatross is in memory storage, attempting to regain memories that aren't actually hers, while others are converging on memory storage to try and stop her. Well, I say converging, but mostly they're running around trying to find her. This cannot be right. I have definitely seen that door many times now. How do you know? I put a mark on one special door each time I run past it. This door has 11 marks. You see? Why didn't you see something 10 marks ago? How can I be certain this is my door? These are my marks. Perhaps they were put there by someone who is trying to trick me. Huh? That's fair. Maybe make a special sneaky mark. Oh, this is very clever. I shall do this. Look the other way. Why? Because I don't want you to see my special sneaky mark in case it was you who is trying to fool me. Oh, right. Smart. Okay, I'm not looking. Go ahead. You know, given my vast depth and breadth of knowledge, most humans seem a bit slow to me. You two, however, are exceptional. Well, merci. Aw, uh, that's sweet. Yes, absolutely, I meant that as a compliment. My senses are back, so follow the doors. Were we close? Not at all, my darling, but bonus points for effort. Meanwhile, the smell of sausages comes from that small, soundproof secret room just adjacent to memory storage. Finally! Where the hell have you been? I've been trying to reach you for ages. Look, I don't have much time. Clearly, I'm not the only one in this ship who knows this room exists. Holy crap, you're not dead. Well, yeah. Shouldn't they be? But your ship... What about it? It blew up. What? That's what we heard. It was on the news. Blew half a dozen satellites right out of the sky. But if I'm talking to you, are you a ghost? Don't be daft. I had to leave the 6748. My crew was trying to kill me. So where are you, Jesse? I'm... Hawk? Who are you talking to? Hang on. Is that... Glenda? She's alive? Is that... Jesse? She's alive? Eh, <laughs> surprise! Maybe you two would like to talk with each other. I never thought I'd say this, but thank God. Jesse, get your arse back to Earth. What the hell are you doing breathing? Last I heard, someone fished your soggy arse out of the East River. And I don't think coming back to Earth is an option, thank you. You have to get back here now. The last time you were so eager to see me, you dangled me out of a window until I gave you the key to Grand's safety deposit box. What gives this time? I suspect that has to do with the sweet little footnote in GT's captain contracts that says if the ship goes down, Captain is responsible for compensating G2 for the ship and all the families for the hardship and loss. Now, as you can imagine, that's a rather a lot of money. 
and if that captain fails to survive, that responsibility falls on their designated next of kin. Oh, does it now? Well, you should be all right, Glenda. Sadly, I wasn't the captain of record for the 6748. Judging by the expression on your sister's face, I expect that paperwork was altered for reasons of her own. I'm guessing she, uh, took a generous life insurance policy on you shortly before the launch. Jesse, get back to Earth or Sue, help me. You let me think that I stole my ship and you paid the price with your life. Hell, I had that idiot book trying to figure out who did it. Hey, now. Terrified for days that I'd get found out and, I don't know, grounded, pulled back. So here's my choice now. Go back to Earth so I can face the mountain of debt, or stay up here and imagine my evil heifer of a sister dealing with it. Hmm. Bye now. Well, ain't this a pretty little picture. Young lady, you're gonna want to undo these ropes now. Oh, am I? I can ransom you to G2 to pay back my sister's debt. Oh, little missy, if you think I'm worth a dime to G2, you could try that. Or you could untie me and let me tell you how I'm going to make all of us very, very rich indeed. Well, that was a hell of a day, wasn't it? So, let's recap. Nah, let's don't. We get another download if you go back and listen again. Suffice it to say... It's hard to keep secrets aboard the Oz-9. Today's episode was brought to you by Hard Pressed, makers of the Square Olive. Tired of chasing round, rolly olives around martini glasses, countertops, and spaceship corridors? Try an olive cube in your next cocktail or amuse-bouche. Hard Pressed Olive Cube, the one that didn't get away. You've been listening to June Clark Eubanks as Glenda, Bonnie Brantley as Jesse, Tim Sherburn as Colin and Buck, Aaron Clark as Lebichon Frise, Richard Cowan as Leet, Eric Perry as Dr. Von Habesetzer and Mr. Southers, Shannon Perry as Olivia, and me, Richard Nadalny, as your narrator. Our theme and other music were composed and performed by John Faley. Our artwork is by Lucas Elliott. Oz 9 is written and produced by Shannon Perry. Would you like a truly distinctive ringtone or voicemail message? Become a patron at the Space Monkey level and get an MP3 suitable for a voicemail or ringtone from the character of your choice. Sign up at patreon.com slash oz9podcast, all one word. And while we're at it, we'd like to take a moment to thank all our patrons. Michael Curtis. David Deere. Courtney Waters. Craig Edwards. Diana Whittenbrook. Emily Swanson. Frederick James. Hilo Capaldi. Jessica Vest. Julie Stewart. Karen Heimdall. Marnie Warner. Nicole Aquivella. Raymond Morris. R.J. Stone Cipher. Alan Stradley. Tobias Thorsell. Timothy Raymakers. Travis and Shannon Hall. Eh, Wilder Goldberg. And Nick Wesselman. Ha <laughs> ha, fish bunny a sound design, mais oui. And Carrie David, we truly appreciate your support. Until next time, Space Monkeys, narrator out.
the Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Hey there, we're DM to GM. I'm your DM from Dungeons and Dragons, Russ Moore. And I'm your GM from the End of Time and Other Bothers, Sean Howard. What we like to do around here is answer the questions that you have about tabletop RPGs and get you started feeling comfortable playing games around your table. We want to share our real experiences, what we've learned, what's been helpful, so that other people can get going. And because and a lot of these hurdles are just in their head. So find us every other week wherever you listen to podcasts or visit dm2gm.com. DM to GM. Get your game started.